I'm Amanda Brothers, and this is Walking in the Glory of God podcast, the podcast where we focus on how to live life in Christ as we learn and grow in our relationship with God and how to allow him to truly be Lord of our lives. So whether you are new in Christ, seasoned in Christ, or searching for hope or something or someone to believe in, we'll learn what it really means to believe in him and live in him and let him be our guiding light. So welcome to Walking in the Glory of God podcast. Hello, this is Evangelist Amanda Brothers, and I want to welcome you to episode 10 of Walking in the Glory of God podcast. On this episode, we're talking about love. Yes, love, because with the state of where the world is today, we need love. So the title of today's podcast is Rise Up and Love. 2020. This has been a year like most of us have never seen before, never experienced before in our lifetime. It's been challenging for many with a pandemic, with so much division, so much strife, so much hatred. Yes, we've been through a lot of things in our lifetime. We've experienced hate. We've experienced division, but nothing to the magnitude of what I believe we're experiencing in present day. So because of where we find ourselves on today in this world, I prayed and I asked God what it is that he wants to express today. There are many that probably won't receive this word, but for the child of God, the sons and daughters of the Most High, this word is truly for us, those that proclaim to be the children of God, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We can't ignore this word. So my topic today is rise up in love. We serve a God who is love. And this is what the Bible proclaims. The Bible clearly states that God is love. So because we were created in God's image, in the likeness and the image of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we are supposed to exemplify that love. We're supposed to exemplify who God is in the world. It's up to us. It's up to us so that they can see, so that the world can see Christ through us, so that they can see who God really is through us. But that's not happening because we, the believer in Christ, the child of God, the sons and daughters of the Most High, we're acting like the world. We look just like them, and there's no distinguishing. There's no distinguishing us from them. They can't tell who's a child of God when they look at us because we're acting just like them. With this being an election year, and I don't, I don't talk about politics much because I don't do politics, but this is such a hot topic right now with what's going on in the world where all the, the, all of the division is coming from, where all of the confusion is coming from because people are putting their trust in man 
and there's this party line, the red and the blue. And there's all this bickering, all this hatred, all this spewing of, of hate and violence because of an election. People are putting their trust in man. And we're not to put our trust in man. As children of God, our trust should be in God and in him alone because he has not lost control and he does not advocate hate and division and confusion because he's not a God of hate, division, and confusion. So I want to start with this scripture. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. And yes, I have several scriptures that I'm going to be referencing here because I want to show the love of God through the word of God. But I also want to live what it is that I'm what I'm speaking because we can speak a lot of things. But if we're not living it, it means absolutely nothing. So 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, let me say that again. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. That's a powerful word. If you're walking around and you're saying that you love God, 
but you can't love the person that's standing right in front of you. You can't love the person that seems to be unlovable. You can't love the person that's, that's doing things that look contrary to what you believe. If you can't love the person that is before you today in front of you that you can see, that you can touch, that you can feel, then you don't love God. You don't know God because God is love. God loves each and every one of us. And I'm so passionate about this subject because I hate to see people living in confusion, living divided, and spewing all kinds of hate and division and disunity and lies in the world. I love people. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you're from. I love people. And that's what God has put in my heart. That's what God has put in my heart. And all the stuff that I'm seeing in the world today because of an election or because of pure hatred and racism and division is disheartening. I'm not saying that it's easy to love. Because sometimes... It's not. If we're looking at what people are doing, if we're looking at what people are doing, it's hard to love. But if we see them through the eyes of Christ, if we see them through the eyes of God and what Christ has done for us, then it's easy to love. It's easy to love. Even those that seem to be unlovable. And I'm going to share a personal here because this hits close to home for me. Because there is someone that has hurt someone that's very, very close to me. Physical and mental abuse. And as much as I wanted to hate this person for how much they hurt my family member with years of domestic violence, years of domestic violence, physical abuse. As much as I wanted to hate that person, I could not hate that person because God has not allowed that kind of hatred to be in my heart. God keeps reminding me of his love for me. God keeps showing me the person that he sees And God does not see us the way that we see ourselves. We don't know the background of people. We don't know where people come from. We don't know what people have been through. And the behaviors that people are exhibiting in the world is because of what they've been through. And we judge and we criticize. And that's not love. We have to get past people's behaviors and begin to see people the way that God sees people. God created each and every one of us. Each and every person that is on the earth came from God. We were created in his image and in his likeness. And every single soul is a viable soul for Christ. Every single soul. I know the person that I used to be. And I know part of why I was that person. And if anybody had ever told me that I would be the person that I am today, I would not have believed them. 
because it's so, I am so different from the person that I used to be. We need to be, we need to begin to allow people to grow and change and begin to speak life to people. People are in the state that they're in with these negative behaviors and 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 all the hatred and and stuff because of where they've come from, because of what they've been through, because we are afraid to love. We are afraid to show people love. Some people have never experienced love before. They don't even know what it looks like. I thought I thought I knew what love was. And I discovered that I did not even know what love was. Not the kind of love that God speaks of. Because the kind of love that the world speaks of or displays is a conditional love. I love you today, but I may not love you tomorrow. I love you right now, but the next minute you do something wrong, I don't love you anymore. That's the world's way of loving. That's not God's way of loving. God's way of loving we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to read that as well. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. That's a different kind of love right there. That's the kind of love that God has. It's unconditional love. Unconditional. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you haven't done. God's love for us is unconditional. But the world does not know that. We didn't know that until God got a hold of us. And turned our life around. And then we, we, once we accepted him as Lord and Savior of our life, once we accepted what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, God began to turn our lives around and we began to learn what that love was all about. And that's the kind of love we need to extend to the people in the world. We can't be like them. We can't. We can't be like the world. We have to be like our Father. We have to begin to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in the world. We have to grow up. It's time for us to grow up, get off the milk, stop being offended by everything, get on the meat. Stop allowing offense to make you act out of character. 
It's time for us to grow up as believers in Christ. It's time for us to get kingdom minded. Stop being a Christian and become a kingdom citizen. It's all about kingdom. We need to learn about the kingdom of God. We need to learn how to be like our father, to walk like our father, to talk like our father, to hear what he is saying and see what he is doing and say what he is saying and do what we see him doing just like Jesus did. But it's going to take us to have to grow up in order to do that. As you can see in the scripture that I just referenced, you can operate in the gifts of the spirit and still not have love. But it means absolutely nothing. The gifts of the spirit are without repentance. God has given you those gifts and he doesn't take them back and you can flow in them. But you still, if you still, if you have no love, if you do not have love, you are a sounding brass and a clinging symbol. It means absolutely nothing, nothing. So when we're walking around and we're operating in our gifts and we're thinking we're okay because we're able to still flow and operate in the gifts, you haven't done a heart check, then there's something wrong. We need to do heart checks because we cannot, we cannot walk around supposedly being ambassadors for Christ and looking like the world. Matthew 22, chapter 22, verses 37 to 40, it says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets. Are we living that? And I'm talking to believers in Christ. I'm talking to God's children, sons and daughters, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If you profess that over your life, if you say that that's who you are, that then I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. This word hits home. Because I truly want to live what it is that God says that I'm supposed to live. And I believe that every believer should want the same thing. They should want to be obedient to Christ. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be, kind, be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. Jeremiah 17 verses 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit this scripture right here blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord where is your trust a lot of a lot of people are putting their trust in who the president is currently or who the 
president-elect is. That's why the division. The Republican Party, the Democratic Party, they're putting their trust in those parties. They're putting their trust in those people. And it's causing division among us. Our trust should be in the Lord. It says, blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. When you trust in the Lord, it means no matter who's in the White House, you're trusting in God. You can love people regardless of your differences, regardless that you have different opinions, regardless that you don't believe the same thing. You can still love and have respect for other people's differences with all the stuff that's going on all the hatred, with all the division, with all the racism, with all of the strife that's going on. We are to be planted securely in who our God is. We are to trust in who our God is and not be anxious and not be fearful, but to trust. Not in man, not in flesh and blood, not in party, but in the Lord. And if you are a believer in Christ, we're not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that by testing, we may discern what the will of God is and what is good and acceptable and perfect. The world has its way of doing things that does not fall in alignment with the way that the kingdom of God operates. But where we fall short is we don't understand the kingdom of God. We don't understand that we, although we are in this world, we are not of this world. We are of another kingdom. And it took me a long time to get that. It took me a long time to get that. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing. But I can't be worrying about what's going on in the world so much that it causes me fear and anxiety and, you know, where I take my eyes off of God and get drawn into all the stuff that's going on in the world. And I take my eyes off of what it is that God has called me to do, where it is that God has called me to be. And God has called all of us to love. To love. It's time for us as the body of Christ to rise up and love and be the example in the world that the world needs to see. But when we're backbiting, when we're spewing hatred, when we're spewing all this garbage, just like they are, then we cease to be salt and light in the world. James chapter 3 talks about the tongue and how the tongue is a little member that can't be tamed, and how with it we bless the Lord and Father, and then with it we also curse people who are made in the likeness of God. It says that from the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. A spring 
does not put forth the same from the same opening both fresh and salt water. So we shouldn't be putting forth both blessing and cursing from our mouths. We have to get to the place where we're blessing people, not cursing them, not condemning them, but loving on them. Again, it's time to rise up and love. The word of God also tells us that we, we can be angry. It says be angry, but sin not. And we're not supposed to be letting corrupt communication proceed from our mouths. But we're supposed to be talking and, and sharing and, and loving and giving and edifying. Speaking those things which are good and edifying to people so that it ministers grace to them. And so in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about that. And it says it talks about how we grieve the Holy Spirit. We're not supposed to be letting the bitterness and the wrath. And it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from us with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave us and forgives us. I had to examine my heart. And I'm asking you, if you, if you call yourself, if you proclaim to be a child of the Most High God, if you call yourself a daughter or a son, and you refer to God as your father. I'm asking you to examine your heart. Are you a part of the problem or are you a part of the solution? You get to choose. Are you on social media spewing all kinds of hate and division because you're trusting in a man? Have you allowed the parties, the blue or the red, to get you so caught up that you're divided against your brother? If this is you, examine your heart. Examine your heart. Because it does not matter who is in office. God is still in control. God is still in control. You think that the President of the United States has more power than God has? He doesn't. Do you think the person that whoever it is that's coming into office has more power? Do you think that office has more power? than the God that we serve. It doesn't. It may be the highest office in the land, but it still does not compare to the God of the universe, the God that created all things. He is truly King of kings and Lord of lords. The word of God tells us for, that for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We got to start trusting and believing in the word of God. God has not stepped down off of the throne. He is still in control. He still is the God of the universe. He still owns every single thing and everything in the earth, everyone in the earth. He still owns it all. The word of God also says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God will be exalted. 
doesn't matter who's in the White House, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God will be exalted. There are a lot of laws. There are a lot of policies. There are a lot of things that people, that man makes that don't align with what God says, that don't align with the kingdom of God, that don't align with all of our values. And not one party, there's not one party that we agree with everything on. But we should not allow that to divide us so much to the point where we're spewing hate, we're, we're advocating violence. We are to still show love regardless. We are to still show love and we are to pray. That's how we fight. We fight on our knees. We fight in prayer. God says vengeance is his. He will repay. He will repay. I'm going to end with this. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourner. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. We serve the just judge. God will reign forever. Trust and believe that the Lord will fight our battles. Trust and believe that he will execute justice for the oppressed. Trust and believe that the victory is already won. Trust and believe. Trust in the God of your salvation, not in man. Trust the Lord. Again, I say it's time for us as believers, as the body of Christ, to rise up and love. To not be a part of the problem. To not spew hate and division. To not advocate all the wrong and injustices that are going on in the world but to be a part of the solution. Ask God, where, where is it that you are supposed to be? What is it that you are supposed to do? Refrain from getting pulled into all the backbiting, all the hatred that's being spread in the world today. Refuse to become a part of it. Refuse to get drawn into it. And allow the love of God to shine brightly in your life. Love people. You can hate what people do. You can hate the wrongs, but love the people. We have to start separating people from their behaviors because we don't know what they've been through. We don't know why they're acting that way. But until we start showing them love and start 
to care about them and show some compassion to them, then we can't win them. We can't win them. Us doing the same thing that they're doing and hating is never going to win them. And remember, as God continues to show me that every single person is a viable soul for him, and we are to win the loss for Christ, not to alienate them. So rise up in love. Evangelist Amanda Brothers here of Empower for Change, LLC, and amandabrothers.com. I believe that identity and mindset are everything. So as an identity empowerment coach, I help Christian women discover and embrace the woman that God created them to be. So if discovering and becoming the woman that God created you to be is challenging for you, schedule your first step to victory call at bit.ly forward slash schedule call now. That's bit.ly forward slash schedule call now or at amandabrothers.com.